Hey guys, I'm Amy Marco, and you're listening to the Go Let Go podcast. This is a place to talk about finding hope and peace and freedom and even fun, no matter what life brings our way. And guys, there's a reason that I use that phrase all the time, because learning to go and to let go literally wrecked my life. But it's also the phrase that brought me here, and it's the journey that God used to call me to himself. I always remind you that whatever I'm talking about with you here is something that I'm working out in my own heart. So I hope you'll dig in with me and learn alongside me this week. Last week, I gave you a verse to keep in your pocket. I've been keeping it in front of me to remind me that this fight that we live every single day is so worth it. Now remember, when Paul is writing about this fight that we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks, he's using this term that would have made an athletic connection with his original readers. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 26 is where we pick up. And he says this, So I run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. You guys don't just stop there because he's not done. There are so many good things that he says after this. We'll look at the next verse in a bit, but let's not miss this point. We are not shadow boxing here. We have real purpose. See, God's kingdom work is going on right here on earth, all around us, and we can join him in it as we fight this good fight. Guys, God doesn't just save us and take us out of this world straight into eternity. He leaves us here on earth, and that means our relationship with Him and our salvation are about more than eternity. Our relationship and our dependence on His grace are for this fight, the fight that we're fighting today, no matter what your day looks like. You guys, my friend reminded me of this beautiful truth today. She said, there is a reason we are still alive. There's a reason that we're here. Our lives matter in this time. You guys, even if it does feel like an out of control, unprecedented time, we are not to waste this life. And I think what we're learning as we dig in just an inch deeper each week is that fighting the good fight is just a purposeful journey of decisions to strengthen and to guard our faith by holding on first to Christ's hand and just by taking each next step that he guides us in. It's letting him fight the battles in our lives. It's discovering what it really means to let go. It means surrendering so that we can really rest in this faith that he's growing in us. This is bigger than anything that we can see right now. And it is going to be so worth it. I think it's easy for us to make this fight sound simple. It's easy for us to pluck verses out of God's word, especially verses that we've heard a thousand times. Verses that we have on our wall because we found a cute sign on Hobby Lobby. But you guys, this fight doesn't come easy to us. Because our enemy loves to use our world and to use our stubborn nature that we were born with to try to take us out of the fight. Or maybe just to show us where we don't measure up, where we're not enough, in hopes that we'll just give up. 
But you guys, this fight is an exercise. It takes time and experience and training. See, when I was in a 500-hour training program to be a licensed fitness instructor, I learned a little bit about the fight. Some days you spend time in the gym just learning the right form before you even lift one pound. And this takes a lot more time than one would expect. It takes training and knowledge. Sometimes my fitness training looked like hours sitting at my computer studying for my anatomy test. Making sure that I understood the body before I put it to work. This kind of training took a lot of slow starts, a lot of persistence, learning how to rest the next day with sore muscles. In this sense, the fight was a process. And I really can't help but to see that the good fight of faith, our walk with the Lord, is really the same thing. It's this slow, patient, grace-filled process where one day we're going to look back and we're going to see the beauty of how far our loving Father has brought us. We're going to marvel at the way His strength brought us here. But in the meantime, we just keep taking that next step. We keep our eyes on him and we keep holding on to what he has entrusted to us. Just like the original language from Paul suggests, when we exercise our faith this way, we're already fighting that good fight. Last week, we dove into this letter from Paul. Now he's in prison for fighting the good fight. The powers that were did not like him living for the Lord in that culture, but still from that cold, dank prison, he kept fighting and writing, and mentoring the next guy to fight. He knew that he was holding on to something that no one could ever take from him. And Timothy was the young man that he was mentoring into the ministry. He encourages Timothy to fight the good fight of his faith. See, this young man is desiring to follow after the Lord in a culture that was very worldly and depended heavily on their success and their wealth instead of God. Sound familiar? I love it because the more that I study, the more I can realize I relate to Timothy and I can take to heart these things that Paul is saying here. So far, we discussed in episode six how Paul was instructing Timothy with these tips to fight the good fight. He said, be serious about your godly character. Live in Christ's strength, basically so that what we say matches what we do. That is where true character begins. Then he said, dig in to know what we believe so that we don't fall for anything and everything when we live in a place where anything goes. Because when anything goes, people start to believe everything. We have to know what we believe and what lines up with God's character. Then, as if those two things weren't enough, Paul emphasized that it was so important to flee the love of money to find our security in our Lord and not in these things that we can provide for ourselves. So let's take a look at what he says next. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 20, Paul reminds Timothy to avoid pretentious arguments so that he doesn't disqualify himself. That is a really hard one these days. You know, every single one of us has an audience, both in person and on social media, in a way that our arguments can be even more damaging to even more people than ever before. 
And we notice how Paul always references the athletic sense of the fight. When he makes this point, we don't want to disqualify ourselves. My oldest daughter is a long jumper in track. I was so exciting sitting in the stands at one of her last meets in the spring. I was pretty far away in the bleachers, but I could tell from there that she had just jumped the best, longest jump of her life. I was screaming and cheering. I was saying, oh, that's my girl. I was so excited. But when I saw her walking back, I could see that her face was really discouraged and I couldn't understand why. Well, when she made it to the bleachers, she told me how frustrated she was because she did, in fact, have her best jump, but it didn't count because she scratched. See, right as she was taking off on the jump, one toe of her shoe touched the jump line and she was disqualified. That jump didn't even count. I think we can do the same. We can do all of these things for the Lord and they can look really good from afar and they can take us the distance. But when it comes down to the contribution that we're making to the kingdom, we can so easily disqualify ourselves. And that is exactly what we do every time we jump into a pretentious argument. You guys, I've disqualified myself one too many times on this one, and I want to fight differently. The next thing that goes hand in hand with this and along with our character is this point that Paul makes to Timothy in verse 13. He says, make a good confession. Now, this isn't referring to confessing our sins. That kind of confession is telling about what we've done wrong, and that has a very important spot in our walk with the Lord, but that's not what he's talking about right here. What he's talking about right here is us using our voice to tell others what God has revealed to us, things that are true and right. This is the kind of confessing that he's talking about in Romans 10, 9, and 10. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. See, opening our mouth and sharing that hope that we're discovering to others is so powerful. Not being ashamed, but instead being open and real and honest as we share life with each other, as we walk with the Lord. See, we fight the good fight when we use our everyday voice to share the hope and the truth that we find. We can do that in the grocery store. We can do it in our cubicle, in the classroom. We could share hope and truth with our children as we serve them chicken nuggets again. (laughs) You guys, this fight can happen and most often really happens in the mundane, everyday moments. So let's not miss them. As we fight, let's be purposeful to follow this next thing that Paul emphasizes to Timothy, to guard what has been entrusted to him. He makes it so clear, along with all of the things we've talked to to this point, that to fight the good fight means you have to guard that sacred trust, that legacy that was handed to you by God. Paul sensed that his ministry was coming to an end. He was in jail and his days were numbered. So Paul reminds him of this call, this duty to guard what God has committed to him. Remember, we're not just living this life and fighting to make it to bedtime every day. We're not throwing punches in the air. We have a real purpose. God has entrusted his kingdom to us as we exercise our faith 
with things that we can do here on earth. We get to be a part of his kingdom here. And it's so important for us to guard what he has given us. We need to take care of ourselves. That's why I think digging deeper is important. Knowing who we are in Christ, taking care of our mental health, We're also told to take care of people and the things that God has entrusted us with both spiritually and materially. We all know that we have family and friends, homes and cars, children and neighbors and money that can be used for the kingdom. And part of fighting the good fight of faith is guarding those things. And the only way I believe we can even begin to do this hinges on the last piece of the fight that I find in this passage. Remain steadfast in prayer. See, I think prayer is that place where we bow our hearts and we remind ourselves and our God that we can't do one second of this fight alone or in our own strength. Prayer is the only way that we can abide, stay connected to the source of our power. I think that's what we're going to talk about next. Because God created us for relationship. He wants to be our strength in the fight. He wants to be the one who fights for us as we stay in his hand. Did you know that he says he keeps track of every single tear we cry? And he loves to hear us pray. He's not annoyed that we keep coming back to him. It doesn't put him out that we need him. He wants us to need him. He's the one who brings the wind to this fight. And he'll give us the win over our sin, over our challenges. All the things we've talked about over the last few weeks are so vital to fighting that good fight and living a life of victory just like Paul. I love that Paul faithfully fought this good fight of faith and he emerged with the win. He finished with power. 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 7 says this, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. You guys, we can keep that faith. It's possible for us to finish with power. We just need to let Christ live his life in us. And you know what's going to happen as we keep that faith? 1 Timothy 6.15 reminds us that as we hold on to this hope, at just the right time, Christ will be revealed from heaven by the blessed and the only almighty God the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords. He alone can never die. He is that one thing that we have that can never be taken from us, no matter how long the fight lasts. I told you that the best is yet to come. Keep that in your pocket. Let me finish with Paul's last words in this chapter. Truly from my heart to yours, may God's grace be with you all. as we learn how to go and how to let go, we start to unclench those tight fists in surrender and we find ourselves with free hands. Hands that can serve and love and do things that really matter. And I think if we're being honest, our hands are tired of grasping. I think we're ready to accept something good from God and to hang on tight to His hand. Because life is going to take us where we least 
expect it. And that's why I'm here to ask both of us, what are we holding on to? What do we need to let go of? And are we really willing to go wherever God leads us as we hang on to him? You guys, we are in good hands. There is always hope and the best is yet to come. As always, I would love to hear from you. You can find me at my website. It's goletgo.org. Click on that contact button to shoot me a message or find me on Facebook or Instagram. I'm Amy Marco. Talk to you next time.